All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Passive Cash Flow. This is podcast episode number 13. So this episode is about a real estate syndication versus REITs, all right? And there's a number of differences we're going to talk about today. Uh, we buy apartment buildings here in New Jersey. We manage all the buildings for our investors. They get passive cash flow. They get awesome equity splits and big uh, cash out refinances. If you want to learn more about how you can earn passive cash flow through New Jersey properties, New Jersey apartment buildings, go to peoplescapitalgroup.com and input your information. We'll get in touch with you. We'll talk to you more about how you can qualify to invest passively in New Jersey apartment buildings. So guys, let's talk today about real estate syndications versus REITs. What's the difference Difference between a real estate syndication, which we hear a lot about, okay, uh, and REITs. Okay, so real estate syndication is when you pool together capital from a number of investors. It could be one to generally 35 investors, and uh, you buy a, a building or a number of buildings. Okay, you can create a fund, and that fund can go and buy one building as we do we start a small fund for every building so in in our situation here at people's capital group in our syndication our syndicate we have a new small fund for every building we do small apartment buildings and uh, we have a new llc and a new fund and the investors get a share of that llc and invest in that fund for each building okay there's other ways to do it as well other companies have one large fund uh, that is then buying multiple properties and selling multiple properties at all times and whatnot and, and renovating them. So um, that's another way to do it as well. Um, and perhaps one day we'll move to that. But for now, what works best for us is a small fund for each building. And there's different ways to do that. I'll probably do another video about how to keep your costs down when creating a small fund. Uh, but the difference here now, a REIT is a stock, okay? That's a stock that's backed by actual real estate. And that's great because you can get in and out of quickly, but there's a lot more benefits, I feel, to a syndication than owning a stock that's backed by real estate. So first of all, real estate syndicates offer tax depreciation, okay? At least ours does. There's different ways to set them up. But for the most part, the majority of real estate syndicates mean you own a piece of a, an apartment building or a piece of a piece of real estate, generally commercial real estate, and because because of that, you get the tax depreciation from it. So because of that, uh, when uh, you make cash flow on the real estate, you are able to write off that cash flow. In fact, on our buildings that we buy, our investors get more tax depreciation than they do cash flow. So they'll have extra tax depreciation, extra tax write-offs they can go and utilize on other forms of business income, corporate income, LLC income, not their W-2 income, but other forms of business income. So a lot of our investors are house flippers that make, say, $150,000 a year flipping houses. And when they flip a house, if they make $100,000, that's great, but they owe about 25% of that to the government, okay? Now, if they invest in a building with us and they're making $10,000 a year in cash flow, but they're getting $15,000 a year in tax depreciation, well, they were going to be able to write off that full $10,000 of cash flow, so they owe no income tax on that cash flow, which is awesome. The more money you keep, the more money you make, right? It's all about not giving your money to the IRS. And, uh, and also, they have an additional amount in this scenario, $15,000 of tax depreciation, $10,000 of cash flow, so that means you have an additional $5,000 of tax depreciation you can go use to write off other forms of business income. So that's awesome. That's something you do not get with a REIT, okay? A REIT is a stock. Stocks pay dividends. REITs pay great dividends. They really do. I, I, I can't I cannot, uh, you know, fight that. But at the end of the day, uh, REITs, uh, that dividend is taxed, okay? So 
Uh, you, you might be getting a dividend of, of 1% to 2% a quarter. That's phenomenal. But, um, you know, similar to uh, cash flow on real estate, but it's taxed. So if you're making good uh, dividends, that's amazing. But if you're making, can make the same in cash flow and by owning real estate and not get taxed on that cash flow, use your tax appreciation to write it all off or get paid dividends and owe 25% of that back to the IRS, obviously the better option is to be able to write off all that cash flow coming in or right off the dividends, which you cannot do with a stock, with a REIT. Okay, so um, then let's talk about if your uh, you know investment grows in value and you want to sell that investment, okay, which is ideally what we want to do with all of our investments is harvest our growth and enjoy that that well or move that wealth into a different area or just allow that wealth to grow. So, But when you want to harvest that wealth, there's uh, two ways to do it. So in real estate, when we own a building, we plan on doing a 1031 tax deference. That means we're going to sell the building, we're going to take uh, all the proceeds from the sale of the building and put that in a third-party 1031 tax deference company, and then you have a certain amount of time to identify a similar building, and then you have an amount of time to close on that building. So as long as it's executed properly, um, then you can do a 1031 tax deference, and you can defer any and all taxes owed at that point. and, and, and defer that and move that forward into a bigger building so it allows you to buy a much bigger building. So the 1031 tax deference by selling a building, not owing any income tax at that time, keeping all the proceeds of the sale of the building, moving that into a bigger piece of real estate, trading up allows you to then leverage that capital four times over as you get a mortgage, ideally 25, 30% down. So now as you save that money, uh, you can buy a bigger building, okay? A great scenario here would be, let's say you sell a piece of real estate, you make a million dollars, okay? Now, normally if you sell a stock and you make a million dollars in profit, it's phenomenal, but you owe about 25% of that to the government income tax, okay? Depending on your tax bracket, how you own the stock, all that. But you owe some of that in income tax to the government, generally around 20 to 25%. Now, if you sell a piece of real estate and you make a million dollars and you do a 1031 tax deference correctly, you owe $0 income tax on that million dollars. So you keep all that million dollars. Now it goes one stage better. You're going to go buy, you have to go buy another piece of real estate with that building. So not only does it it, it force you to be smart with that money and not go on vacation with it, it makes you go and continue to reinvest that wealth. Okay, that's a good strategy there. But also now you're not paying tax on that, that million dollars you just made. So you can go and buy a bigger piece of real estate and you're gonna leverage that money. Ideally, you might get a mortgage, and so that's your 25% down. So if you have a million dollars, you could buy a $4 million building, where if you sold a building and you made a million dollars and you didn't do the 1031 tax deference and you gave $250,000 to the government, well, now you only have $750,000 left to go buy that next building. So you're gonna get about a 2.9 to $3 million building, all right? So in that scenario, obviously owning a $4 million piece of real estate is better than owning a $2.9 million piece of real estate and giving a quarter million dollars to the government. So, you know, in this scenario, obviously the benefit of the 1031 tax deference allows you to grow your wealth exponentially. It's how the rich get richer. It's how the wealthier get wealthier. And if you, you know, you're not executing the 1031 tax deference long term in real estate uh, with your real estate holdings, then um, you might not be doing it right. So, uh, with stocks, if you sell a stock, you do not get the 1031 tax deference, and of course, you get hit on income tax and capital gains. All right. So um, also, uh, you know, you have the refinance option with real estate. Okay. Now you can borrow against your 
stocks. It's certainly possible. We've had investors do that. We have a gentleman from Merrill Lynch that comes in and speaks about how to borrow against your stocks to then invest in real estate. And you can get a pretty good interest rate on this. And, and you know, there's lots of ways to do it. And you can borrow up to about 50 to 60% of your stock portfolio, uh, as long as it's a healthy stock, you know, portfolio, not like penny stocks, but a sustainable stock portfolio. And, and then you can buy real estate. So, you know, you can, in a sense, refinance uh, stocks. But with real estate, it's it's really how the game is played. And, and with commercial real estate, the refinance is an amazing tool. Uh, real estate continues to grow in value as long as it's well-maintained, continues to grow its uh, cash flow over time. And uh, because of that, and it also falls inflation real estate, um, it tends to just grow naturally over time as long as it's well-maintained. Even if you're not in a hot spot, we buy in good areas that grow because there's a huge demand for them. But even if you're in a lesser market, real estate does hold its value and tend to grow over time, over a long period of time. So the refinance option to you know not sell the real estate and lose that income, but to just refinance and harvest some of that equity uh, is a phenomenal option, and the interest rates right now are so low that you're really getting that refinance cash at a tick or two above uh, inflation, okay, which is about 2%. If you're borrowing money at 3.5%, well, you're only 1.5% above inflation. That's really phenomenal. I mean, you're really almost getting free money. So if you're smart with that money and you use it to go invest in, in, in other assets, maybe more real estate where you're earning more income, then that is a great way to take that wealth that has been created by natural market increases and maintaining your real estate over time and then harvesting it and moving it into another piece of real estate, another income-producing asset. All right, so we have the tax benefits of real estate syndications over REITs. Um, you know, obviously, we have the uh, ability to refinance, which is really in both in, in different ways, so that that's where they're somewhat equivalent. Um, however, um, you know, what I like about uh, actual tangible real commercial real estate is that it's not going to drop overnight, okay? Uh, values of real estate fluctuate. I'm a realist, okay? Apartment buildings are going up right now and there's a huge demand for them. There might be a time where that slows down. That's fine. That'll give me a chance to buy some more affordable apartment buildings. But right now, you know, if you're investing in the stock market, we're all kind of sitting here thinking like, all right, it's been 10 years, all right? It's, it's 2011, 12 was kind of where the market like, finally hit bottom and started tapping up again, right, really, to you know, 11. So so at that point, um, you know, it, it's been, you know, 2010 when the market, you know, really, you know, started to, to hit that bottom point, and it's been 10 years. Eight to 10 years, the market cycles. So, uh, you know, there's probably going to be some type of stock market correction at some point or another. I mean, the fundamentals of uh, America here are phenomenal. The market's extremely strong. The economy's extremely strong. GDP's great. Unemployment's super low. People are making more money than ever. The economy is great, so I don't think we're going to get hit with any type of recession. But the you know the stock market does what the stock market does, and it's going to go up and it's going to go down. And, and when it goes down, it goes down quick, you know. Uh, and when it goes up, it kind of you know builds steadily over time, and, and it has had a really good run. So at this point. At some point or another, stocks are going to correct, and that happens quickly. So you right, go to bed and wake up, and your REIT is worth a lot less than it was the night before. So, you know, your apartment building's not going to do that. You know, an apartment building, I'm buying one right now for $3.1 million. Uh, it appraised for $3.5 million, okay? I, I'm not going to buy it and wake up the next day, and it's worth 
one and a half million. That's not how apartment buildings work. That's it's just not how the market moves. It doesn't move that quick. Now, you know, five, ten years go down. I've invested in completely the wrong market. Yes, you can lose value on your real estate, especially if you don't maintain it properly. You know, we own our own management company, but you know, it, basically, your real estate values move much more slowly. Slow is good. You want your real estate values to grow steadily over time, consistently over time. And that means if they grow kind of slowly and consistently over time, six, eight percent a year, that means they're not going to fall at that rate either. So if you grow slow, you fall slow. But if you build fast with stocks, you fall fast with stocks. Um, so, you know, I, I really enjoy that the value of my asset is not going to drop out. That scares the heck out of me with stocks. And that's why 99 percent of my own capital is in actual uh, real estate, okay, tangible local real estate. So, um, you know, I, I like buying local buildings. I like being able to drive out to the buildings, look at them, show them off to my uh, wife and my friends and family. At this point, they're like, yeah, yeah, Aaron, why? I don't really care about your real estate anymore. Uh, so, but it's nice to be able to show that to your friends and family. It's nice to drive by yourself and look at the property. So, there's my money at work, a nice, well maintained apartment building with happy families living there and, and, and getting the American dream. You know, a lot of areas we invest in are up and coming. Uh, Lena speaks uh, Spanish and we're bilingual here. We're working with a lot of immigrants. So it's really incredible. You know, you give a nice place for people to live. You treat them right with respect. You improve a neighborhood. It feels good. It feels nice to do that with your capital. And it's a tangible effect. It's a real effect. These are real people living real lives around the corner from us. They're our neighbors. So we, we want to respect them and help them and improve these areas. And, and that's nice to do that with your money. So it's much different than investing in some REIT that's invested all over the nation in Dallas and in, you know, California and Missouri, and you're never going to see the properties. You know, your dollar really, you don't really know which property it's in or where it really went. It's in some big conglomerate fund and, uh, you know, it's getting some dividend every quarter and it's a number on a sheet. So it's, it's very different than being invested in one, two, three Main Street and owning 10% of that building and knowing your money turned that building over and made it a better place to live for people where the people living there are happier and healthier and safer. And uh, your money is making a, a small difference in the world. That's that's nice. It's a nice feeling to have. So you don't really get that with a REIT, in my opinion. And and that's something I like to, you know, with my own capital to, to see those changes and those improvements. Um, so also, uh, people invest in real estate to hedge against the stock market, right? So obviously, investing in REIT is not a way to hedge against the stock market. It is the stock market. Uh, sure, it's backed by actual real estate and real estate values and cash flow of that real estate. But you better bet if the stock market drops out, REITs are going to get hit too. They go with the flow. Stocks are stocks. Dow is Dow. You know, so the uh, really to hedge against the stock market, tangible. Uh, apartment buildings uh, in, in a great markets like we buy in here in North Jersey is the right way to hedge against the stock market. There's other ways as well, but that's one of the ways to diversify your investment, which is the most important thing uh, to do. So uh, we also feel that in a recession, rent is stable. Rent continues to grow uh, here in North Jersey, whether the market is hot or not. Rent has been growing for years. We have lines out the door to lease our units. And because of that, uh, rent is very stable in high demand areas during a recession. So again, it's more recession proof to be invested in a real estate syndicate that's well run in a good area where you're going to have high demand rather than a REIT that's just really you know spread out. And, and I get that different markets do different things. And, and the idea is to spread out the risk over different markets. But 
you know, a, a stock is so volatile in a recession that it, it's really not recession-proof to be in a REIT uh, during a slow time. I'd rather be invested in an actual building in a good market here in North Jersey that's well-maintained and making me money every quarter. So if you wanna learn more about how you can get invested passively in some local apartment buildings here in New Jersey, you don't have to live in New Jersey. Uh, we work with tons of investors outside the state, but most of our investors are from New York and New Jersey. Uh, go to peoplescapitalgroup.com and uh, fill in your information. We'll get in touch with you. Uh, we can set up a time to meet and talk about um, one of our upcoming apartment buildings that we're buying, or you can come to one of our webinars or seminars here at the office. Uh, we do seminars about four times a month here at People's Capital Group. So if you're local to New Jersey here in Berkeley, Heights, uh, come on by, check out one of our seminars. We have the schedule on our website, peoplescapitalgroup.com. So go to that website, sign up for one of our events or enter your information. We will contact you and get in touch and see if you qualify for one of our upcoming investment opportunities here in North Jersey. Have a good day. 